Breaking news, you don't have to wait to the new year to set some new goals. High key, I've moved beyond new year, new me. Now it's new day, new me. <laughs> this is Justin, and you're listening to So Curious About, a weekly podcast about creativity, marketing, and joyful living. And today, I'm so curious about how to create a vision board to design your ideal life. But before we dive in, I have a confession. Your boy has super thick glasses, like thicker than thick. Like, I wouldn't have survived if I was born in another time period thick. And because I grew up in the 90s, I was doomed to be a nerd. But fortunately, there was one specific pop culture nerd that I connected with. And I'm pretty sure you know who it is. Mr. Steve Urkel of Family Matters. Did I do that? <laughs> that's that's my impression of uh, Steve Urkel. Um, so you've seen this show, I'm sure. It's about a happy family and their terrifying next door neighbor that creates unnecessary chaos and stalks their teen daughter, Laura Winslow. But they try to make it cute because it's a sitcom. And there's this one episode where Steve drinks this glowing liquid and essentially turns into a teenage heartthrob um, simply by lowering the octave of his voice, taking off his suspenders and obviously removing his glasses. Because not having glasses mean you're hot, at least in the 90s. Hmm. You know, that reminds me, I need to watch She's All That again, even though I'm sure if I rewatch that movie today... I'm going to discover how problematic it actually was. Okay, so Steve drinks this glowing liquid and like he's now a professional model and Laura Winslow falls in love. And I remember my little kid brain being like, I'm going to wear these contacts. <laughs> and I remember my little kid brain being like, I'm getting these contacts. I'm going to get a, a Sean John oversized suit and I am going to be the most popular man in the world. The show ultimately was really about Steve chilling out a bit and learning how to love himself more. But this was my first introduction to the idea that you can design your life. Uh, you can make any changes that you see fit. And as I've aged and matured, those goals are less about being the most popular kid in high school and instead are about living a balanced, intentional life that provide me with sustainable joy. Now, on a scale from zero to woo-woo, I'm much more on the practical tactics side, although my friend Jason texted me after a previous episode of this podcast, and he was like, dude, you're the most woo-woo person I know. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I know I'm the most woo-woo person you know, but of the woo-woo people I know, <laughs> I'm like a businessman in an oversized Sean John suit. But I'll admit it, um, you got me. I believe that you can manifest your ideal life without needing to burn sage or realign your chakras. We all have big and small changes we want to make in our life. And change starts with believing that everything you desire is possible. Yes, it will take effort, sometimes lots of effort. But the new energy you crave starts with making a plan. For me, building a vision board is a useful tool for designing your ideal life and the perfect place to start. And I'm not joking. The things you write down can become a reality. 
I am a living embodiment of that truth. My 2022 vision board had speaker, podcaster, and published author. And while they have come in all these unexpected ways, sometimes very different than how I expected them to come to fruition, but they did actually all happen. And a part of me feels like they happened because I wrote them down. Um, I had my first paid virtual speaking gig with an agency and taught about self-care and emotional intelligence in the workplace. I launched this podcast, which still blows my mind how scary it is to like be talking on a microphone with y'all. Like I love it, but it also makes me kind of uncomfortable. And I got a book deal because a person on my email list shared my self-published book with her boss. And the next thing I know, your boy has the Reset Workbook launching in December 2023, like this year, very soon. So let's talk about my process for building a vision board. Step one is to start with a journaling exercise to recap the last three months. Um, I am a huge fan of doing annual planning, but more and more I'm becoming an advocate for quarterly planning as a tool to kind of break the year into more bite-sized chunks. Like who we are at the beginning of the year and who we are at the end of the year are very different. And I want to honor that change as we, we develop and grow. And so thinking about it as three month period of time is now where my brain goes. So I like to make a list of all the things I've accomplished, both big and small in the last three months. And I try to separate it in, in, into these big categories, but they are relationships, finances, work and career, home, emotional well-being and social life and hobbies. And I go through everything that comes to mind as big wins uh, for that past three months. And this is valuable for so many reasons. First, it reminds me of all the hard work that I've done and gives me the opportunity to celebrate all those small wins along the way. And just so we're clear for context, I write everything down on that list. For me, it would include some of the bigger tasks like launching the Joy Bombs affirmation cards, which was low key one of the hardest things I've done in the past few years. But also, I'm going to recap things that are a lot more mundane, one of which that I'm super proud of this quarter is I've been cooking a lot more at home and spending a lot less money on Uber Eats. And when I tell you Uber Eats had a hold on me, like it had a hold on me that I cannot describe, but your boy is almost free. Like I'm down to like maybe once a week, sometimes once every two weeks. And instead, I'm like buying things that I can prepare quickly um, when I don't feel like cooking. And also I'm, I'm meal prepping in a way that I have not ever done before. So like your boy is proud, proud. Like <laughs> I still hate cooking. Uh, we talked about this, but I'm doing it. So I'm proud of this progress. I've also walked more this quarter than the previous quarter, which is a feat because I've been nursing a little bit of a knee injury. Um, that I've been doing a lot of exercise to heal and somehow I've lifted weights more than I have in any other year of my life. So like I'm committed to this fitness journey of eating healthier, uh, taking regular walks and doing a little bit of weightlifting so I can feel stronger and healthier. Uh, the big one, though, is that I've been doing a much better job at calling my friends or shooting those quick catch up texts to reconnect 
last quarter, one of my biggest goals was to spend more quality time with the people I care about, despite where they live in the world. And while it can be challenging to keep up with the long distance besties, it's something that I genuinely want to cultivate more and more. Now, these are small but mighty accomplishments that that genuinely matter to me. The next step is to brainstorm and prioritize your goals. Based on the things that I accomplished in the past three months, I start to brainstorm the things that I want to accomplish in the next three months. So I create a list of all my biggest picture goals and write them out on a piece of paper. Then I narrow them down to the most important three to five goals for that quarter. Recently, I've been really trying to narrow my focus more and more so that so that I'm focusing on only the most important things and ideally letting go of the things that are just nice to have, but not quite that important. So I'll give you a little inside scoop on my big picture goals for myself over the next three months as we kind of close out this year. Oh my gosh, this year is almost over. I'm freaking out. So as we dive into the last quarter of the year, this is what feels like the true beginning of my personal pivot. And I'm not fully sure if I even know what that means in actuality, but I can say I'm passionate about making more physical products and getting lots more speaking opportunities. If you like me to speak at your workplace, holla at your boy, connect me with your HR professionals because that is that's something that I, I humbly love to do. So in an ideal world, it would be less client facing work and hopefully over the course of 2024 becoming my own number one client. Okay. I like giving y'all the opportunity to be nosy. So these are my, my goals for the next three months. Um, I want to do everything in my power to have a successful book launch for the reset workbook specifically. And this is still hard for my brain to even wrap around. My goal is 4,000 sales between December and January of the reset workbook. And I'm really focused on like, how do I actually get there? So first, I'm doubling down on social media and I'm setting the super ambitious goal of posting at least five times a week on Instagram and TikTok with a a huge emphasis on short form video. And we haven't talked about this, but making video is hard for me. Like I feel self-conscious just like everybody else. It's just like I think I have the capacity to kind of push through those feelings of discomfort and just do it anyway. Like I do a lot of practice in that area. And so I, I push through what I think are really normal, legitimate fears that everybody has. And what's interesting is that, of course, like you have that little bit of concern about being the on screen talent. But more than that, um, I actually freak out because I don't have the technical chops that I want to make the level of content that I like to produce. It's funny because I, I still do it, um, but it, it sometimes I'll do it and then I'll pause because I'm like I'm becoming self-conscious about, oh, this isn't as fly as I want it to be. Um, And that's real. Like that is a real emotion. So I end up doing these short bursts of intense content creation. But my goal over the next three months is really to figure out a system for me that that works and allows me to be super consistent leading up and through this book launch. Second, I'm focusing a lot of intention on email newsletter growth. I've been running the weekly reset newsletter now for nearly four years, which is wild. 
but I love it because um, this newsletter, it, it really pushes me to continuously write, to continuously draw and to refine my point of view on the world. I feel like the newsletter has become for me a process of developing uh, my internal thoughts into a way that I can actively share them in a world that is that much more meaningful. And that in and of itself is spectacular. But I also feel like the the messages resonate and help some people get inspired to make tiny changes in their lives. And that that right there genuinely sets my soul on fire. The fact that me working through some of the challenges that I have, uh, processing them and sharing them with the world can help other people develop, change and grow like that is a gift. That is a gift. Um, third I am fully committed to continuing to increase the quality of this podcast. And my assumption is that if you're listening to this, either you follow me on social or you're a subscriber to the newsletter. But I felt like one of the best ways to be able to forge even deeper connections uh, with y'all is really to hang out for 20 minutes or so a week and talk about things that I'm going through in my life. And honestly, it's fun. Like I genuinely enjoy being able to sit down with a cup of iced coffee, no milk, no sugar, grab my microphone and chat through the things that are on my mind. So this will absolutely continue. I got to figure out because I might have to break this into um, you know, seasons so that I don't get overwhelmed with the weekly deadline of the podcast. But like, I can fully say your boy is committed. This is something that I'm passionate about. And I feel like this is a little bit of an intentional growth happening here as well. Um, I just, I just want to figure out ways that I can continue to expand and deepen our relationship, me and you, you know what I'm saying? Finally, I want to get my Joy Bombs affirmation cards as well as a few upcoming products onto Amazon. And I know Amazon can be controversial depending on who you're talking uh, to, but I've been really thinking a lot lately about distribution channels and how often I myself will buy something from Amazon because I can check out with one click. And I think there's a huge opportunity for growth once I commit to that channel. Yeah, those are my biggest goals. Uh, straightforward, they make sense, but like still scary. And inside of each of these goals, there are just so many tiny steps that I have to work on to truly take action. And Loki, uh, <laughs> I'm freaking out uh, about it internally, like writing it down so that I could talk to y'all about it made it more real and i think saying it out loud also makes it uh a lot more real <laughs> but it's like let me minister to myself really quickly i'm just gonna break it into bite-sized chunks i'm gonna make a hyper specific action plan and i'm just gonna do the work because i need to face these fears i need to to move beyond these steps to get the things that i want to achieve so once I've established those top level goals, then I start working on specificity and I haven't done this yet. But the next step is really to outline the baby steps necessary to achieve the individual goals. And if necessary, I might have to cut some things off the list uh, so that it feels achievable in the next three months. And I feel like I need to do a full episode on epic goal setting, uh, the process that I use. But the short version is that goals should be specific and in alignment with your personal values. 
And I'm going to quickly go through this. The Epic Goals framework starts by answering these questions. Uh, first up, is it essential? Is it absolutely something that is worth doing right now? Uh, number two, is it purpose driven? Does it align with my purpose and my values? Number three, is it identifiable? Can I easily identify what success looks like for me? And finally, number four, is it clearly defined? Do I know when to do it and for how long? And I know everybody probably knows SMART goals, but what I think is different about Epic goals is that we're really connecting the goal with our personal why. And for me, that makes it more likely for me to want to achieve that thing, to like fully commit and follow through because all of my goals directly align with my personal values and what I feel like is my purpose in life. When something connects with that greater purpose, it's just that much easier to like fully commit. And I think I think the fully committing part is the part that's sticky. That's the part that's important. OK, moving on. Step three is where I choose a word or a phrase to focus on for the quarter. And I start by brainstorming words and phrases that represent the way I want to feel during that time period. And I try to make it an actionable word or phrase that makes me feel inspired. And I've, I've done this a lot. Like basically I tend to have a word or phrase for the year, uh, but now I'm evolving into this. How do I have a word or phrase for the next three months? Here are some that I've used in the past. So we had create and conquer. And this was the phrase I used when I launched my first freelance design business. I felt like if I can just commit to creating, I will be able to conquer. And that was really powerful for me in 2014. Then in 2016, my phrase for the year was built a dream. And that was the year I decided I wanted to be a creative director at an advertising agency. And ugh, ugh. It's so weird going back and reading these because it's like I feel the emotions that I felt when I created those phrases of intention. So then in 2019, my phrase was fresh start. And this was when I committed to moving to Austin, Texas from New Orleans. Oh, my God, I miss New Orleans so much. But I feel like so much growth and development came from this move and so i can't even be mad at it like it's one of those things where you're like oh my goodness like this is a significant change but like i gave myself the opportunity to have a fresh start and i'm thankful for that like i'm proud that i did that thing and then uh 2022's focus was my year of alignment so the word was just alignment and I, I was focusing on how can I shake off old patterns? How can I like get rid of that COVID energy and start building uh, this next version of who I am? And right now, the, the phrase that resonates the most for me is intentional growth. Intentional growth. My season of intentional growth. Because, baby, we're on the growth trajectory now. Uh, what what did Cardi B say? Uh, if it's up, then it's stuck. <laughs> I'm not even really sure what that means. But, Cardi, you're right. If it's up, then it's stuck. Like, we are growing upward, onward. And uh, I'm committed to that. I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it. Um, but I want not just growth. I want the growth that I have in this new season to be intentional. I want 
to focus my intention on the things that matter most. And I want significant growth in those areas. If it's up, then it's stuck. If it's up, then it. <laughs> and that, that brings us to the final step. Uh, once you picked a word or a phrase for the quarter, I like to fill a poster board or a canvas with words that support that vision. And this is really where the fun begins. Um, I'll add in my most important goals to the vision board. Of course, we have that word or phrase really big in the center. Uh, but the key difference for me in creating a vision board is that I don't use any images. I use words and phrases for everything. And I try to handwrite everything myself. Uh, for me, there is a certain magic that we hold in our handwriting. So the process of thinking about it and writing it all down and then uh, collaging it all together, it just feels like it invites the universe to make that thing happen, to make it a reality even faster than I could even imagine because I am using my hands to build the dream, like tactically, tangibly. I'm using my hands to build the dream. And once you've created your vision board, it's important to display it prominently and regularly check in on your progress. And this is simple. Like I'll, I'll try to at least once a week uh, really sit with it and see if I feel like I'm still on track. Am I truly experiencing the words and phrases that I've added to this vision board? Or is it time to start thinking about making a new board that more closely aligns with how my vision has changed? We are consistently changing people, and it's okay to decide over the course of a few months that your vision has changed, and even decide that you want to chase after new goals. So that brings us to the end of this episode. If you enjoyed it, do me a favor and share it with one friend. That is one of the best ways to help this podcast grow. And if you wanna leave a cute little five-star review, I wouldn't be mad at you. And if you're feeling really cute, you can follow me on Instagram at Justin made that. And this is your permission to slide in my DMs and let me know what you think. I love hearing y'all's feedback. It, it really does encourage me to grow and gives me that little pat on the back. Be making me feel good. Like I'd be like, oh, my God, thank you. <laughs> That's all I got for today. Um, I'll, you want to chat next week? OK, bye.